What is going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Fit, Healthy, and Most of All Happy podcast. As always, I'm your coach and host Josh here with his co-host and co-coach KG and I'm in the house. And 500 episodes done. Thank you everyone for how much amazing feedback we got on episode 500. It was just jam-packed with killer tips. So if you haven't had the chance to check that out yet, definitely be sure to check that out. And we just want to take another second to say thank you so much for tuning in, for getting us that 500 mark we're so excited for the next 500 it feels like a fresh start and we know they're going to be even better than they were so if you love the podcast before we have so many exciting plans to build on it to keep content new refreshing and engaging so make sure you're continuing to tune in set a reminder monday and thursday episodes come out at 1 a.m so no matter what time you wake up unless you wake up at 12 59 which maybe you're on night shifts i don't know it will be out and ready for you and you will be good to go so make sure to keep tuning in because we've got killer stuff planned but this is motivation monday and we're here to start off by just getting you motivated. And I think one of the best ways to do that is with some killer quotes. So I'm going to go ahead and take it off with mine. So my quote for this week is, do not let what you cannot do interfere with what you can do. And I just want that to sink in for a second and for you to think how you can apply that to your life. I think when you hear this quote, you could think of it so many different ways in so many different situations. But the one that really comes to mind to me is when we can only half do something. A good example is your scheduling gets all messed up. You get really stuck at your house and maybe you had an hour to get to the gym and you go, oh, I'm not going to be able to do my full hour workout. I'm only going to be able to do 45 minutes. I may as well not go. Like that is just not the attitude you want. Yes, you can't do it fully. Yes, you mismanage your time. But doing what you can in this situation is better than not doing it at all, especially if there's no other time for you to take an appropriate rest day or if you're overworked or even I've had days where I plan to go to the gym later in the day. I've done a million things. I've been mentally, physically exhausted. And I'll say, I'll go into the gym. I'm going to get this workout done. And even if I'm doing it 60, 70%, that's better than me not doing it. Because in that moment, maybe it's not smart for me to do that 100%. I know my ability, we'll talk about this later, but instead for me to get something in, to get some glycogen, to get that movement, I'm gonna benefit more. So oftentimes, we'll really let what we can't do get in the way of what we could do. Another example is you log out your calories perfect. Someone shows up at your door, knocks on the door and says, all right, get in the car, loser. We're going somewhere. I'm taking you out to the super special place you've always wanted to go. And don't just have that attitude that, oh, I'm going to throw this day away and be absolutely ridiculous. Instead, enjoy that food, chew a little bit slower, have water beforehand. Maybe you don't care for the dessert there. You wanted that fun thing and you're happy with that. So just have that attitude, even sometimes when you can't do things perfect, because it's so easy to have that all or nothing mindset. And I mentioned before how that's probably the number one thing I find people shoot themselves in the foot with is just that all or nothing mindset. It's if I can't do it all the way, I'm just going to go off the rails. But sometimes like just doing it, doing what you can in that situation is the best. I have a very like militant morning routine. There's a lot of things I want to do. I didn't get to meditate today. There's days where I'm not able to do that. Things pop up. It's not the end of the world. It doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything from my routine. So oftentimes doing what you can, just being consistent, showing up, you're going to get way more results than the perfectionist who is all or nothing. Yeah. And it's funny that Josh mentioned this because yesterday when we were going rock climbing in the morning, I was thinking, oh, later today we have a big rock climbing sesh. Like there was part of me that wanted to make a couple different, I guess you could say excuses to like, we were doing back and biceps as well. But then I was like, you know what? I started telling myself, maybe I'll just take out pull downs. I may not do my farmer's walks, whatever, but I'm still going to get in there. And like when I got in there, I just wanted to do everything. I felt so good. I absolutely crushed it. But just because you have something planned later on, like similar to what you're saying, like you don't just 
say no you don't just skip out on it and you know that's something that stood out to me as well because we had an amazing workout and an amazing rock climbing session you just feel so incredible with that but what I love about quotes and like when Josh started talking about that I started to think of something different I started thinking of strengths and weaknesses like there's so many people that will allow what they can't do like the the weaknesses that they have affect them from what they can do they'll just they'll let that eat them eat them away you start to not want to do something because you're like oh well I'm not this strong in this area but honestly focusing on your strengths like in my personal opinion like we all have so many things that we're good at and we allow those negatives those failures those things that we're not as great at just eat us alive you know it just it holds us back and it's such an important lesson to just use those strengths to our advantage push through and uh, just show up no matter what so that was a great quote and jumping into the quote section which is also going to translate into my thoughts and a bit of a rant which I think you're really going to love I'm going to take it away here. It's something I came across the other day and it's something I'm very passionate about and explained everything very well. Eat five small meals per day and run. Also, only eat breakfast and dinner and walk. Also, eat lots of protein and lift and don't do any cardio. It's bad for your joints. Fruit's obviously good for you, but it's also sugar and it's bad for you. Veggies are good, but also poison and you should avoid. Protein's hurting your kidneys. Make sure you eat a lot of it. Never starve yourself unless you're calling it intermittent fasting, and then it's okay to starve yourself a little bit. Being vegan is obviously the healthiest lifestyle, and also, no, it's not. Fish is obviously super good for you, but it's full of mercury, and it's killing you. Get some sun every day for vitamin D and skin cancer. And so this is obviously something that's just absolute nonsense, but it describes fitness so well. And it's just something that I think holds so many people back because there's so many things like every time you go online, there's just a lot of nonsense. There's different points being contradicted. There's different people saying different things. And it's just about time that it stops. But unfortunately, I don't think it ever is going to stop. And this alone just really shows you how confusing the entire fitness industry can be. Like when we started this podcast 500 episodes ago, Josh, and I sat down and we literally looked online and we're like, there's so much nonsense. Like we need to break through the noise. It's just, it's confusing. People are struggling because of it. It's never going to get better because there's so much more of it that comes out, but at least we can do our part. And I wanted to kind of jump into my thoughts here. Like you will always hear stuff from different people. Like I kid you not, there've been people who smoked a pack of cigarettes a day who will tell you that, um, and I've had this happen, that's how I know that too much protein's bad for you. Like there'll be people who binge drink consistently who will sit there and tell you that the coffee's horrible for you that you're having and you should stay away. Like there's just always so much nonsense and I really recommend, um, it's something I'm so passionate about because I see it every single day. Like listen to those people who it's something that it's their full-time job and really choose who you're listening to wisely because if you just go out in public and you listen and take advice and search on Google and all this other stuff, you are going to be highly misguided. It's something that drives me nuts if you can't tell, but uh, that's going to be my little quote slash rant for the day. Yeah, a good reminder that too much of anything good is bad for you. So sun, it's true. Sun is amazing for you, but you go out at it too much. It can be a lot of detrimental effects. Even something like water, you hear of events of people sadly dying from hazing incidents with water and frats and all these different crazy things. And it's just a good reminder to not get too in the weeds and to just focus on doing things you can control being healthy and People are so quick to say anything you do that there's a downside. One of my favorites lately is people are saying vegetables are bad for you. That's kind of the new craze. And every time I hear it, I'm just like, oh my goodness. Like it just, it, it's hard to deal 
with. And there's always that expert that'll pop in, like Kyle said, someone who's having 10 beers. They'll go, hey, do you know actually chicken's bad for you? It's going to destroy your liver. And you're like, oh my goodness, I can't win. So it's really important not to get overwhelmed by these things and get in the mud with everything because you start thinking, I can't drink this water anymore. Did you know that our water supply has X, Y, Z? Like you can really like just inhibit your results by getting too in the weeds with all this stuff and that's why we always like to say it depends too like too much of anything is bad finding balance being reasonable all these things are good there's a time and a place to actually have junk food sure it's not amazing for me but food is enjoyable it's an experience it can make you happy it can do things but you have too much of it you feel horrible so i just think that was incredibly well said and i think that really illustrates that point quite well so it was an awesome quote slash rant to share and now as we continue into the thoughts once again just finished atomic habits and i loved his principle of never missing twice so I, we're human, it happens, we make mistakes, we're never perfect, but I love this rule of never missing twice. So if you're on a diet, you're hitting your calories, and let's say you don't hit your calories one day, make it a rule that you're gonna hit your calories no matter what the next day. You miss your morning walk, never miss the morning walk the next day. Don't allow yourself to do that because that's when things become slumps. Maybe you have one bad meal, it turns into two, it turns into a bad day, bad day turns into a bad week. Instead, if you make that habit to say, I never miss twice, or you miss a workout, you never miss it two days in a row. Even something like that kind of accounts for you not to be perfect, but it allows you to have that little bit of margin of error, but still stay on the wagon, if you will. It's not gonna cause you to fall off and just end up in this abyss where it seems impossible to get back to it. And oftentimes, one of the biggest detriments to being, like, like I mentioned before, being all or nothing, the other one I would say is breaking momentum. When we have momentum, things are easy. It takes less willpower, it's consistent, it's simple, but the second we lose it is when it gets hard. So if you've gone to the gym for a month, you've been consistent five days a week, and then you go on vacation and you miss that week, don't miss that second week because oftentimes that's where when you're not going for two weeks, it's kind of like, you're like, oh, I don't know if I wanna go back in there, I don't look as good, people will notice, I'm not gonna feel as good, I'm gonna be sore. Said, rip that Band-Aid off, get in there, get it done, and just that adage of never missing twice can be applied to so many things. Never miss two episodes of this podcast, just the same. So I think that's a great little rule, an awesome rule to live by, and that one's really stuck in for me in the book. The same with what would a healthy person do, that's something I've continued to just apply all throughout my life. It's just so easy to use. I spoke to that last week, and I think another good thought is this is probably my fourth time listening to Atomic Habits. Sometimes it can seem repetitive, but if you go in there and you look for that golden nugget, you never know what you'll pull out, even if it's something you've read a million times before, or it could be the way we said this podcast, maybe a quote could hit you in a different way, or it could be so applicable to where you are in life. So don't discredit things you've already read that are amazing pieces of content. Don't always be reaching for that new thing. Sometimes you gotta go into the oldies but goodies and you'll draw some really amazing applications out of it. And it kind of re relates to fitness in a way, right? Where so many people are reaching for that like new and exciting thing when there's just so much great stuff actually out there, even just audiobooks. Like if you listen to something in, for four years in a row and you're evolving and you're growing, there's gonna be something that stands out to you. And uh, I thought that was incredibly well said. But past that, Josh and I the other day, we were talking about pre-workouts and uh, he loves C4. And uh, I had shared a specific pre-workout that I got that has like a lot of caffeine and uh, it's like per scoop. And he had said that it's hard, like, and this is so true just to like, you know, if you say I'm going to have a half scoop, generally speaking, you're going to put a full scoop there. It's kind of like filling up your plate. If you're going to fill up your entire plate, you have a bigger plate, you're going to eat it all. You're going to fill it up entirely. Right. And it kind of reminds me, it's this thing called Parkinson's law. 
And that's the adage that work will expand to fill, in the time, to fill the time allotted for its completion. Deadlines can cause procrastination or even prompt people to fill their time with trivial matters. And this is a really interesting law because if you think of when you have a project to do, if they, someone says it's due by Sunday at 11.59 p.m., you'll probably submit it like very shortly before that whereas like even specific to goals like there's so many things i can think of where like you're just always expanding you're always trying to like adapt to like whatever's in front of you you have a scoop of pre-workout you're not just going to take a quarter you're not going to take a half for the most part you're going to fill it up entirely so it's a good reminder for anyone who's setting goals to try to condense it to try to give yourself you know a realistic amount of time but like not if you give yourself forever, you're going to take forever to get there. And I find that having deadlines, having just specifics, like this helps so many people. Like even someone said to me recently, like, you know, when it comes to running, like if you, if I were to get if someone were to try to get me to go back to running again and do that you got to give me a goal like I, you got to give me some sort of time frame and I'll accomplish it and I know so many people are like that for fat loss for for lifting weights like for whatever it is that you're striving for those that have that deadline they have that direction they're the ones that succeed so I know I took like a 360 with pre-workout with procrastination but also it relates to fitness as I'm always thinking and uh yeah that's uh that's my last thought for today draw applications in your life as well if you're like wow I learned studying this way would actually be a good structure to use in my gym life and with my reading life like the more you can apply these things and especially if you know a system works for you or a thought works for you or an application use in other areas and use that to level up build momentum and it's an easy way to just generate like i said momentum and advance in any area of your life and this is the fit healthy and happy podcast and we love the monday because it's more of a loose structure gives more of an ability to draw these applications. And we hope you walking through our thought process with these things can also help you do the same and perhaps break through obstacles that are in your way in your journey. And speaking of obstacles, who is our client that broke through their obstacles and achieved their transformation today? So this week we have Brianna, who has been working with the awesome coach Armando, and she has dropped 30 pounds, which is absolutely phenomenal. If you are watching on YouTube, you can see a screenshot of her transformation. You can also click down below or search Fit Healthy and Happy Podcast to watch this, to see our emotions, to see, you know, just our hands moving and, uh, you know, smiles and all that great stuff, but also a couple other photos and great information there. But she had done an incredible transformation. She's still working. She's still getting to that next level and she's just doing some incredible things. And I really like her first two tips. I mean, they're all incredible. We always ask, hey, what's your tip uh, for your transformation, but she had said, set short and long-term goals that are realistic and achievable, similar to what I was just talking about there with the deadlines, but also just make a plan, make changes and adjustments based on what your goals are. And that's so true. Like there's always going to be different obstacles, different changes. You might strive for one thing and have to shift gears. And that's where obviously having a coach comes in handy, having someone actually be there to support you. Because I find so many people struggle because they don't have that person who can help them shift gears who can see around corners that you can't see around and who's helped like just even when it comes to having a game plan and like looking at a map like when you have that full-on trajectory you know where you're going how you're going to get there all that great stuff it's so much easier to succeed and I wish there was like a statistic of how many people succeed with a coach and without because I guarantee you it's it's got to be crazy the numbers like those that have that guidance that support and that's why right now we're actually taking on four people who want to lose fat and build muscle this summer all you have to do is send us a message to our Instagram at Colossus Fit, uh, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T with the keyword fat loss. We will take care of you. We guarantee your results and you will never look back and be like, I wish I didn't do this. Like you're going to be like, I wish I did this sooner and I can promise you that. So we're looking forward to helping four of you awesome people. 
We really wanna challenge you. If you've never reached out before and you wanna see results and get where you want to, this is your time. I promise you, losing fat, you're gonna feel more energy through the day, you're gonna sleep better, you're just gonna be more enthusiastic in general, you're gonna feel fitter, lighter. Even for me, just doing a little mini cut, like rock climbing when I'm 10 pounds heavier versus 10 pounds lighter is day and night. It's absolutely crazy, my ability. And one thing I love saying to clients when they lose 10, 20, 30 pounds, and maybe you have 10, 20, 30 pounds to lose, Go to the gym, pick that up, and just be like, ooh, do I wanna be carrying this around with me? Like when you realize how heavy 20 pounds actually is, or even if you had a backpack and you load it up with 20 pounds of stuff, walk around with it, and just think how relieved you feel when you take that off. And when you actually aren't holding that extra fat and you feel more confidence, you have more ability, you're stronger, you can push yourself up, you can pull yourself, you can see so much potential. It's just day and night, and the investment is, the benefit is limitless. Like for you to feel your best, it really goes in every area of life. And if you're not investing in yourself, it's hard to admit that you're serious about it because this is a guaranteed way to get those results so if you've never reached out i want to challenge you this is your chance you deserve this we guarantee we will get you there so once again you can dm us fat loss to get that started i really look forward to helping those of you that are brave enough to make that leap and that investment in your own personal journey but now we're going to jump into our mailbox we've got some killer questions today so i'm going to take it away with number one and our first question is what are the best rep ranges for toning up so this is a really good question. And primarily when people think toning up, losing fat, all that stuff, like they've always thought in the higher rep range, they've always thought like 20 reps, 25 reps, like all that stuff. Um, I, I thought it was being busted for a while. Speaking of myths, um, we actually do have an episode coming out this Thursday about all these myths. So you're going to make sure to tune into that one because there's a lot of great stuff we cover. But more or less, like the range that I'd say is best for most people would be in like the eight to 12 range for hypertrophy. However, where a lot of people struggle is they'll take this and like only work in the eight to 12 rep range. I truly believe for the most part, anywhere between five and 15 does have its purpose. It depends on what movements you're doing. If you're going to start to do a bunch of deadlifts and you're in the 15 rep range is probably not going to be the most ideal for you. Uh, more of a compound movement, more of a strength-based movement, and you could, will see some incredible benefits in like the five to eight rep range. Sometimes even lower, we'll have some people doing three to four just for like a strength side of things. But more or less, like the biggest answer is just that it really depends on the actual programming. And that's where I think a lot of people struggle is because they'll just like take specifics and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to do three sets of 10 for everything, but they won't allow themselves to see progress within the um, periodization you know, the progressive overload, like all these things that make a really big difference. And last but not least, a lot of toning, which is just simply putting on muscle, losing fat, a fancy term for it comes from a lot of other factors such as diet, you know, sleep, um, you know, just recovery, like all this other stuff. So on top of the programming, there's a lot of other things to consider, you know, making sure you're in a slight calorie deficit, you're doing a little bit of cardio, you're monitoring your calorie intake. So I'd say these things make such a big difference, but yeah, hopefully that uh, question is, uh, answer is helpful. And I'm sure Josh will have a few other things to say. Kyle knocks it out of the park there. If you're expecting to tone just from doing higher up, you're missing out. And higher up is awesome. It's really good. You're going to build a lot of endurance within a muscle and it's it, it's its own thing, but where there's a big drawback with high rep, I have no problem with high rep training, but I think you need a ridiculous level of discipline to excel with it 
for me to truly be correct and fatigue myself at like 15 plus reps, it is so confusing. Like you'll think you're there and then you're like, oh, I can actually probably do 30 with this way. Like it's really hard to truly find that correct weight. And when you're doing something for like 20 reps to near failure, it's very hard to gauge once again. And you'll find you'll kind of, your mind will give out off before your body will, you'll get bored, you won't maintain mind muscle connection. And I just find it's a little bit of a misnomer because people, especially that don't want to gain too much muscle, they'll say, hey, well, I just, I want to avoid that. So I'm going light. And yes, you're not going to gain a ton of muscle, but you're also not really going to make much progress. If you're only off operating at like 70% of your potential, you're not where you want to be. You want to be in that place where you may have maybe one, two, three reps left in the tank at most. That's where you can be in a good spot where you can achieve hypertrophy, actually challenge your muscles, cause the damage for them to heal, grow and become stronger. And in general, if you want to be a toned person, just gain some muscle, you'll get rid of that little flabbiness on your body and instead actually just lower your body fat. And you can hold a lot of muscle, have low body fat and look very lean, have it look, make, make it look very natural. If it was the case that we'd all look like bodybuilders, I'd be way bigger, Kyle would be way bigger. We train super hard and like, I don't care to be the world's biggest, most jacked bodybuilder in the world, but I do like putting on muscle, but I also like maintaining my leanness. And if you're new to the gym, you can always gauge and play with that. But I don't know anyone who's like, maybe one out of a hundred people will say I'm getting too muscular too quickly. Oftentimes people find they're actually not getting muscle fast enough. So challenge yourself, play with rep ranges. I like using rep ranges as different tools. I make very periodized and depth routines. And those of you that are going to take that leap messages, fat loss, you're going to see just how amazing the routines I make are because they're custom and they're made for you. And for me, I like to start usually with compound movements where you're really challenging yourself. You're getting strength, getting ability. So if you're doing a squat, deadlift, bench press, OHP, anything that is compound, you're going to get a lot of benefit out of it. I like to go a little bit heavier, a little bit harder. And sometimes I'll superset with like an AMRAP and that can be really bad beneficial so that's doing as many reps as possible after your last set just to burn it out and get that feel just the same as i get later in my workout when i find you more fatigued it's probably not wise for you to be working near your maxes doing really heavy technical lifts because you're already pre-fatigued and it can be a little more detrimental so that's where i'll do maybe 15 reps for my tricep push downs or 20 reps for my kickbacks but oftentimes for most people you're going to be really set in that 5 to 15 rep range so playing around in there you can't really go wrong it's a lot of benefit and there's always reasons for the others 2 3 4 5 20 like they all have their place but it gets a little more complicated but toning if you're over concerned with rep ranges you're kind of missing the point and instead uh, i would really just focus on your diet and you can build a better package from that and have that assisted with your strength training yeah. And even like looking at an example of, let's say a pull day for us, there's going to be so many different variations and an easy way to tell, like when someone's lazy, I remember seeing this posted before is like when trainers would just post like three by 10 and that's it for every single thing. And it's just, it's like, really is should they all be three by 10? But for example, let's say a deadlift, we might have three to three by five to six, you know, with some heavy weights, we might go into a barbell row, six to eight reps for three sets, you know, a lap pull down might be 10 to 12 reps. And then near the end, like some bicep curls, maybe 10 to 15 or 12 to 15 or something like that. But you can see things will change. And that's where so, so many people get stuck is just doing the same reps for the rest of their life with not much change. They can't really increase the weights because they're just at a plateau and there's so many things to consider. And that's why I find a lot of people also just struggle with their routines because they just get bored or they're trying to switch it up too quick or they're just not doing the right stuff. And of course, that's where having someone who's done this for 10 plus years, help them out will go such a long way. So that's the last thing I had to say about that. 
Programming is complicated. I like to say it's like composing a song. You need choruses. You need it to start intelligently. Like you don't want to just jump into a song in the chorus. It's weird. It needs to build up into it. It needs to build out. There's so many things that go into it. And a routine is so similar. And that's where like I take a lot of passion in the routines I make and really just making it for the person and the specificness of it. Like if I give someone who really likes light, soft music, uh, screamo, they're gonna be like, what the heck? I'm not doing this. Maybe you're new to the gym and I have you doing 10 sets of two deadlift, 10 sets of two bench, and then like 50 ball sounds. You're like, what the heck is this? Like, this isn't what I'm jumping into here. I'm not doing like hardcore powerlifting or something like that. And that's why a routine should be made for you. It should have your goals. It should have your needs. It should have any background issues you have. You have injuries It should work around there. It should be intelligent. So it doesn't leave you getting injured, being overextended. There's just so many intricacies into it and just following one off google you're really missing out you're leaving a lot of gains on the table that's where having a coach to make that for you explain it to you to be able to send form videos is just it's an amazing resource and it will completely transform and that's why you see these photos of people just taking off fat gaining a lot of muscle amazing people just like you who are listeners who reached out who jumped into the program and saw amazing change well i really want to challenge you to if this is your goal if this is something you want to achieve put your money where your mouth is invest in yourself because you are worth it. Go ahead and message us fat loss on Instagram, fit to get that started. C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T. Now into the next question. Number two is, is it okay to exercise when I'm sore? Sometimes I get really, really sore. Uh, so is it okay when I'm really, really sore? So general rule of thumb, you don't wanna train the same muscle group back to back. And the reason for this is you do want time for your body to heal. That way the goal of lifting is you're working out your muscles, they're ripping to really, um, it down to a simple sense and then they're going to build back stronger they're going to say oh my goodness there was so much damage we need to be stronger for that next workout and that's how you can gain strength size definition all of these amazing things soreness is different soreness is inflammation especially when you do something new you'll become heavily inflamed and there's a certain point where sometimes you can be sore for four or five days and you can be like what the heck does that mean i can't work out because i'm so sore oftentimes you'll find if you just get some blood flow you'll be good to go it's not the end of the world especially if you do something new or something you haven't done in a while we went rock climbing yesterday we really push it it's weird positions weird movements my forearms are absolutely shot today do that mean i skip my leg workout absolutely not i can still grab on the bar i'm still fine it's just a little bit of discomfort saying so if you really push it and you're insanely sore where you can't walk you don't feel right moving maybe that's not the right time to train legs but there really shouldn't be a reason you're like that unless it's you adapting into a new workout structure where you just started doing this new workout because in that case it's going to be pretty bad and you're going to have to let your body adapt into it and you're going to have to sort of pay that price but once again if you're on a smart routine you won't have that overlap and you should be able to do that intelligently and if it's absolutely unbearable that's why i like flexible rest days i don't tell my clients you need to rest tuesday and thursday i'll just say like if you're on five days you have two days to rest use them how you want so maybe you kill it monday and you're like i am dead take tuesday off you get in there wednesday you feel good again thursday you're dead and then you rest there like it gives you that option to kind of play with it but soreness is just inflammation and the easiest way to kind of work against that is just get blood flow to your muscle warm up with a walk spend a bit more time warming up you'll be totally fine but soreness dissipates really quick like i get sore now but not to the extent you would if you're doing something new or if i was doing something new so usually it's variety where your muscle isn't used to those certain patterns and that's where it's not always good to be just switching up workouts for the sake of it and that's where you really want to let yourself mature into a workout because 
I'm not getting excessively sore because I'm familiar with the movements and I can optimize those patterns, get stronger within them because this is a routine I'm following for my 12, 16, whatever block it is. And it allows me to mature into them, get stronger and develop. Whereas if I keep switching around, it's like just learning to drive a new car each time. Like when you get in your car, you get in, you know where the wipers are, you know where the high beams are, you know how to adjust your seat. If you got into my car, you'd be like, I don't know any of this. This is different. This is so weird. And you'd waste a lot of time before you can even get out. And that's what happens if you hop around workout routines too much. So that's my answer and my rant for that one. I love Josh's analogies, like, you know, relating it to cars. And then also the last uh, question just about like the, the song stuff. It Even myself there, I was thinking like that song example, I'm like, that really puts things into perspective, which is awesome. But my big thing here is like when you do become like super sore to the point where it's like unbearable, like asking yourself what it is that you think is taking place. Not everyone will know, but like if I start doing Bulgarian split squats, I'm using five pounds and next week, you know, I'm working out with Josh, he's using fifties. And I'm like, you know what, let's go to fifties. Like I'm not going to be walking for a few days, which will impact the next leg day if that's taking place, which isn't necessarily as ideal like there's typically a reason why it's taking place like like josh said you just started a new workout routine okay take it easy it's gonna be fine you just started a couple new movements it's stuff like that's gonna happen but even if someone let's say skips leg day for the last three weeks they hit their first one like it's easy to not realize and be like mm, oh it's just because i did legs but it's like no it's because you skipped your last three last three leg days but even like my client stephanie she just um started to increase the weight on her uh stiff leg deadlifts and she texted me the doms the delayed onset muscle soreness was just like crazy and that typically is a movement where anytime you get in a stretch, like a chest fly, a stiff leg deadlift, anything like that, that's going to typically cause a lot of people to be sore. But even as you increase the weight there, it's going to be even worse. But being able to be aware of these things, pay attention to it. I myself, I try not to necessarily be like destroyed when I work out, but I've kind of gotten used to just like that soreness because like things will pop up. Like for example, I know that this forearm stuff from yesterday rock climbing session, cause it was crazy tomorrow might be a little bit interesting, but you kind of just get used to it at a certain point and just it's it's all good as long as it's not something that's gonna cause you to like if you like josh said like you can't walk and you're bent over and you're you're gonna have poor posture with your back and all this stuff like you have to be careful but being aware of what the difference is between pain and a little bit of soreness or discomfort is a very important thing to consider so yeah that's all i have to say for that one the other thing I would say is like, don't be a hero, no one to rest. Even for me, like a deload, I don't love doing them. It feels like I'm being lazy, but it's that attitude of one step backwards, two steps forwards. And sometimes I get caught up and some people in general, I'd say deload every four to 12 weeks is probably the best time frame. I find I'm best right around 10 weeks. That's kind of where I push. And I'll just know I'm in there. I'm working out maybe at like 90% of my normal hundred. I just don't feel the same energy. I feel a little beat up. I feel a little sore. I feel a little uneven. That'll be an appropriate time for me to take a deload, to have that advantage and to feel my best there. And generally what I'll do for deloads is I'll just do my movements at about 60 to 70% of my normal weight. Um, I'll really just focus on getting great contractions, doing amazing breathing, being very present, good breaths, being on my phone less. And it's just a really nice reset Well, you feel you'll feel yourself again especially if you are powerlifting and lifting really heavy it goes a long way just to let your body have that reset and maybe you're a newer person in the gym you feel amazing always you don't need something like that doesn't mean you need to take it and even sometimes knowing you could take a deload is refreshing because you're like i don't need it but if i needed it i could sometimes when you're 
stuck into that rhythm, you're stuck into that regimen, it can be a little bit disheartening and demotivating to get in there and do it. So I find that as a big relief. Another benefit is an unload week. Maybe you're going to a cottage for a week, there's no gyms, it's hyper inconvenient. And you can say, I'm gonna train super hard up until that point. I'll maybe do three body weight workouts that aren't as tense, or I'll go on long walks, hikes, paddleboard, kayak, whatever. And you can have that as an unload week to kind of let yourself reset. I mean, I still personally prefer to lift myself, but for the average person, this can be an incredibly inconvenient, incredibly convenient way to enjoy that vacation. Also get that rest from the gym. And then it's just really important. Like I said, never miss twice. When you get back, you just got to get back to training after a little bit of time off. It'll be a little bit harder. It'll be a little bit sore, but you'll find you kind of find your way back into rhythm in no time. So awesome answers there, really good question. We like to take it a few different ways, so I do hope that was helpful. Then the last question is, how long is it ideal to rest between sets? So I'll go ahead and say it just depends. General rule of thumb, in my opinion, I would recommend 45 seconds to about two minutes for most people for most exercises. Now there's exceptions to every rule. I don't really think you need less than 40 seconds, and I think in general that is way too short. I would say you should always kind of be between 60 and 90 seconds for most things, um, for most basic movements. And then if you're powerlifting, doing heavy compounds, I like to take as long as I need. And that's kind of where I feel best because they're so heavy and hard. Sometimes for a deadlift, if I'm really killing it, I will need five minutes. Like that's a non-negotiable. Whereas with my curls, I'll feel like I need 15 seconds, but I know if I go into it before that minute, minute and a half, I'm compromising the quality of what I can do. And the simplest and best answer is you can go back to it once you know you can do that set to the same capacity you just did with the same intention. And of course, it may not always be exactly the same, but you'll know when you're ready to go. And if you are someone who gets too giddy and you wanna just keep going and you're not taking proper rest, you're not gonna get strong, you're not gonna get good contractions, you're gonna rush through it, there's gonna be no focus. Set a timer on your phone, force yourself to wait and learn that pacing and then eventually you can remove that phone, that timer, and you'll be in a better place there. But once again, in general, I would recommend for most people, be 60 to 90. If you need longer, take it. For the harder movements, take it as well. Um, but that's kind of my opinion, and everyone has different opinions. We all have different time frames. We can be in the gym, things we can do, but it's really important you just allow yourself to fully rest up so you can get at it with that same capacity. And like Josh said, it depends. Like the way that you should be approaching your fitness journey is honestly doing what works best for you, where you see the best results, where you feel the best day to day, where your energy is amazing, where everything comes together. And because my quote earlier on was talking a lot about like nutrition and a lot of all the disconnects and the back and forth and the things that people say. Same with training. There's a lot of stuff out there. Like there'll be one guy out there who says deadlifts are the absolute worst, should never do it, stay away from it. Then there's someone who just praises it, says it's amazing. Amazing. Same with rep schemes. Some people firmly believe in just like supersetting everything. Some people will say, take your two minutes, you know, powerlifting type style, even just full body versus like the split body part. Like there's a lot of stuff out there. That's why truly I believe having someone who knows you best and can create a system for you will always work the best. But past that, just trying to really experiment and do what works best for you. Like there's a lot of people who give into all this stuff and they, they try some things and then they go up and down, up and down, especially the more you spend time on social media, the more that you can get confused, right? So anyways, hopefully these questions were helpful. Once again, if you are looking to just 
push through all the noise, push through all the confusion, get rid of all the nonsense that's out there. Just take a leap, message us with the keyword fat loss. We will take care of you. And we'll like, even our coaches are, I mean, our clients are so happy because they have that one person they check in with. They have a question about something. They can just reach out to us and that's it. They don't have to spend any more time searching on Google, trying to figure any of this stuff out. We have them and we will absolutely take care of them. And we're excited for four more of you people to join our program and anything else or is that that's it? it. Once again, I encourage you, you are worth it. Making this investment yourself is the best thing you can do. You pay to learn other skills and talents and learning to do this the right way will save you so much time and energy. And even just seeing what you're capable of is an amazing thing. Like it'll open your eyes to your potential and we can't wait to work with you and do that. So once again, take advantage, hit us up on Instagram at ColossusFit, C-O-L-O-S-S-U-S-F-I-T, saying fat loss. And we look forward to taking care of you. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. Really jam-packed informational episode. We really do hope you learned a lot. See you in the next one. Peace out.